All right, guys, welcome to the Barbell Nerds Podcast. I am Sean Fantuzzi and my co-host, Will Rattel. We are happy to welcome Coach Dennis Kerstetter from Shippensburg University to our podcast today. Dennis, thanks for spending some time with us today. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to be on and, uh, and uh, excited to have a conversation today. Very cool, very cool. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about Coach K. Uh, well, uh, I am the head strength conditioning coach at Chippensburg University, and I, uh, I work with all of our sports there. We have 20 sports, uh, and, I, and I have some way, shape, or form, I work with all of them. And, um, and what I mean by that is some of the sports don't necessarily like to use the weight room, but they do some type of, of strength training outside of the weight room. Um, and uh, I have a hand in all of that. Um, <clears throat> Prior to Shippensburg, I was the, head, the first ever head strength coach at King's College, which is the Division three school up in northeastern Pennsylvania, and uh, spent a year there uh, before I was granted the opportunity to be at Shippensburg. And then prior to that, I had a couple of different stops at a couple of different uh, Division one schools, uh, mostly intern, uh, mostly intern stuff, but then also a graduate assistantship at St. Francis, which is actually where I met you, Sean. So. I want to I want to give a big shout out to Dennis just because he was my first intern ever. So that's um, that's why I'm just will forever hold it over your head. But you, obviously, you're doing much much cooler things now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, that, and, but, but like at the at the end of the day, man, you're you were there at the start of it all. At least I, I've had I've had one day. successful intern. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's pretty cool. Um, how so? Do you have interns right now? I guess. Yeah. How is that? Go ahead. I have, I call him a full-time assistant. Um, He's not paid, uh, but he is there full-time and kind of worked out a deal for him. I have a pretty good relationship with a local prep school that is an all boys prep school that actually houses him and feeds him. Uh, And from there, um, he's with me all day. And the only thing he has to do over at the prep school is he does some cleaning at some of their facilities uh, every couple of nights, and then uh, he's able to house, be housed and, and uh, eat there. But then, in addition, it, with him, uh, I, he has his own teams that that I allow. I, I have him take over, and um, and then um, we have five interns. So we have a staff of seven uh, for the most oh. part. That's, okay. That's yeah. interesting too because, and this is just something I was thinking about the other night. Um, the role of interns, I'm gonna. It's probably since you're at the D2 level, I'm not sure how interns apply from a staffing perspective. Um, but like, I'm looking at it from an education standpoint of an intern getting the hours that they would need for, like, let's say an SECC through the CSCCA, if they're not able to like, this is a weird time to be an intern just because of being in the lockdown or like COVID restrictions of a lot of people being with their athletes or teams, like head, head coaches of football teams. Like if you're, if you have your director and then your four assistants, that's it. I don't know how, what schools are kind of allowing from a staffing perspective, like how are you approaching that with your teams having seven people uh if that's how many you have working with football or any of the other sports 
So, yeah, I, I mean, our interns aren't there all day, every day. Uh, we have set hours for them. Uh, there's a couple times in a week where I do have every all hands on deck. Um, and uh, that's just based off their class schedules. So my interns are uh, every single one of them, except for one, is a Shippensburg student. Um, and then uh, so through the exercise science program. Uh, uh, but then the, uh, the uh, other one is a former Shippensburg student who uh, also wanted to uh, continue his education and, and kind of do some other stuff after he graduated, like right when I got there. So he didn't really have an opportunity, but then he had at least heard some great things, which was awesome. And he, uh, he reached out and wanted to do a postgraduate internship uh, with me. So um, that was, so in terms of the, on, the interns that are students, they are basically following the same protocols as all the students on campus. Um, so I'm not as uh, worried about them in terms of like not 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 as worried uh, that was a bad way of putting it i'm less concerned about them because they have to follow the same guidelines as every student on campus in terms of code of conduct with the with the virus and how we're handling it on campus um and then my assistant he has a little bit of a of a, of a trickier issue to deal with um because while he, do, he does everything right he has to worry about both campuses. So with the prep school, and even though he's not necessarily working with their athletes at the prep school, he's still on campus and he's actually a, for all intents and purposes, an RA as well. He has to just kind of be there to help facilitate some things uh, and get and get guys kind of quieted down at certain hours and that type of stuff. But- um, A loaded schedule. So, what's that? That's a loaded schedule, I said. Yeah, 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 I'm, uh, I'm, Side note: I'm I'm working my tail off to uh, try to get him some money, uh, or at least a GA out of this whole deal. Um, I'm he's he's done an awesome job, and I'm like I'm, the least I can do is just I'm gonna work my tail off and try to get you something out of this entire ordeal. But uh, um, anyway, so in terms of what we're doing, it's never it's never really there's not that many times that it's all hands on deck. But um, when it is all hands on deck. I mean, we have to be, we're masked at all times. Uh, we are, the way we have set up our program and also our space, um, we are socially distant at all times. The only time that we allow for not socially distant work is spotting um, and, and just for player safety. But everything else that we're doing is, is um, from a socially distant standpoint. Um, and it's just how I had to develop our schedule or our program to, uh, to allow for us to at least train. Now we're the only PSAC school that I'm aware of it that's fully training right now. Oh wow, congrats, um, yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, other schools have training, but they have to like, so I know Millersville, I have a pretty good relationship with Coach Regensburg at Millersville and he um, he is only allowed to train in groups of eight. So like eight students at a cool. time like, and that's it. Yeah, and that, uh, that's football too, right? That's every sport, just eight people at a time. And I'm like, man, I don't even want to know what your schedule looks like. Yeah, that's got to be like, yeah, back to back to back to back, and yeah, holy oh, shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I can. I and and I know me and him, me and him have a similar programming style in terms of like 
where we where we kind of derive from and where and the things that we kind of hold uh at a high standard in terms of like and within our programming and i know for a fact what he does what he used to do under normal circumstances can't be done the same way with these new with these new um regulations and stuff that he has to follow but i'm i'm really i'm really proud of the fact that we have that we were able to kind of figure out a way in a system at our university to do this because I, I just don't want to imagine a day that I would have to train just groups of eight unless I was uh, just a basketball only guy or a volleyball only guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well yeah. Well, cause we've talked to guys on this podcast before who are one sport uh, strength and conditioning coaches. And then we also talked to um, Austin Yoakum, who is uh, he's at a division three school in, in Minneapolis. And I think he's, he said he's the only full-time on staff mm-hmm. and he like, they can't make anything mandatory there off season wise, training wise. Um, nothing's nothing can be mandatory. And I think there's not an athlete only weight room there. So like he shares it with like the general pop. And so it's, it's just interesting. So I'm at UND. Sean used to be at UND. It's a mid-major small division one school where we have a staff of five. Yeah. Staff of five. And then we always have like one or two interns. So we have like a big enough staff to work with the sports we have. So like, I just, it's so interesting, like the spectrum, uh, the wide range of situations people have to work within. So like, I think the biggest question like for you is when you're the head guy working with 20 teams, you got 20 teams on campus and do you, do you only have one weight room as well at your school? We had, no. So we have our own athletics weight room, and then uh, and then we have a rec center for okay. the uh, general student body. So then, so football, basketball, track and field, they're all sharing the athletics only with, I don't know how many racks you have, maybe 8, 16, whatever it is. It's like, how do you go about scheduling teams and making sure – um, you're keeping every every sport coach relatively happy with the time slot that they have. Like, what's what is all of the logistics that go into that look like for you? Um, I I will I will give credit to uh, Coach Robert Day. He's the uh, head guy at RMU, um, and he was the first ever strength coach at Shippensburg, and he was here three years ago. Um, he he laid the groundwork um, in terms of, of um, creating a schedule and, and kind of getting the coaches used to certain, certain scheduling patterns and, and how they're going to do things. So <clears throat> he at least had the coaches to, to an understanding of, of, of the, the time frame to work with and where it falls within practice blocks and that type of stuff. And, and um, then so I just kind of took that and we just expanded upon it. And so um, we made things, I, I prioritize mostly in season first. If you're in okay. season, you're going to get the first opportunity um, just because you're, you're, you have so many other things going on that whatever time you have dedicated to the weight room, we're going to make sure that you have that time. Um, and then beyond that, we kind of, I kind of also prioritize our, our, uh, top tier teams, uh, so our teams that are bringing in some some revenue to to the university. So that, that's our football and our and our basketballs. Um, and then 
uh, everyone kind of falls in between. And realistically, like I, like I was kind of alluding to earlier, we have some teams that, that they just kind of want a really bare bones minimum, just like our cross country team, our, our coach, he's not really, he's into strength training, but a very different kind of strength training um, that he realistically just wants to have was input and he'll just run it himself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, I hate to say it this way, but it's no sweat off my back. It's just one less group that I don't have to necessarily fit into our time frames. Um, and then uh, track and field kind of falls at the same time every single day and every single year because they don't want to lift before they sprint. They don't want to go lift before they jump. So they always come in after their, after their practice block. So they're kind of – track and field in general is figured out just based off of just the nature of, of their coaches and how they want to run things. Um, and no, no other team wants to lift at 5 o'clock in the evening. So, um, so it kind of allows for me the rest of the morning. And then from there, it's just looking at, looking at what, what's going to work, how many they want. And, and we are lucky enough. So under normal circumstances, like I can put basketball, like the, our, our volleyball team with our men's basketball team in our weight room, we have enough space to manage both of them um, and, and have them running. And now that I've developed a staff, like we can, I can have, me working with our volleyball team and my assistant working with our basketball team at the same time. And if there is any, if there is any um, adjustments that need to be made to the program just for that day, because of, because of uh, logistical issues in the weight room, we just make it on the fly and we, and we yeah. figured out, we got it down and just change it and move on from there. Um, and, um, and it's kind of forced me to be a little bit creative, uh, more creative than I had to, I would have had to have been at, temple when i was there because temple i had everything at my at at my disposal um not me but the the head strength coach had everything there and and whatever stuff he gave me i i knew i had massive amount of space in our football weight room you know and um but uh one of the biggest blessings i think i had was when i was at king's prior to shippensburg i was under that same um that same exact uh demands as uh as the uh, coach you were mentioning prior, uh, who's in Minnesota, and oh, you said Minnesota, correct? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at Kings, we have one weight room for the entire university. I was the first ever strength coach there, and D three regulations is off season is no like there's no mandatory training. So uh, that really really taught me how to make things work with very little and not a lot of space and. I really think that's one of the biggest reasons why I got hired for this job is that I did what I did and I did it at a pretty high level at a division three school that had very little. So they gave me a little bit more resources, a little bit more funding, a little bit more things here. And it kind of, and it, and it, their, their hopes are when they're, when they're looking at it from an administrative level, if you did it with so little, then hopefully you can do a lot more with a little bit more, you know? So um, it, but at the end of the day, it's just about making sure the coaches are, are happy, you know, and, and making sure that they all, they all have their needs met. And that's, that's just a constant con- conversation. And, and sometimes we'll start the semester training three times a week. And then all of a sudden, like football, like our football coaches, he's 
uh, I want to start three times a week. And then in the spring, all of a sudden he threw a fourth day. He's like, Hey, do you have space for a fourth day? And I'm like, let me see what I can do, you know, and let me see if I can shift things around. Let me see if I can, I can talk to some of the other coaches and, and cause like at the time he was asking me, some of our spring sports were starting up. So they're going to drop back from three days of training down to two days of training and whatever the case may be. So it just opens things up and just trying to, you know, you can't please everyone and going into yeah. it, knowing that I can't say yes to everyone. Cause if I say yes to everyone, it's never going to work, you know, but yeah. that's my priority list of in season first and then and then the next the next thing I prioritize is our 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 teams that bring in some money, some revenue to the program and then from there kind of letting everything else filter in between is probably the easiest is the biggest guiding light in terms of how I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so it, with my position and Sean experienced this as well at UND like we'll have teams um early in the morning in one weight room. We have three, uh, three athletic only weight rooms at UND. And so sometimes I almost feel a little bit overwhelmed going across campus three or four times a day for different teams. But like hearing the kind of stuff that you deal with, I, I'm not envious of what you have to deal with because it just makes, it makes my job seem like so soft and so easy. Like I know <laughs> Fitting in, fitting in my teams is not hard because we have a big enough staff. We don't have that many sports, and it's like I have my three main teams, and then I assist with football, and I know where I'm going to be at all times. And it's never, it's never. I never really get to a point where like there's some, some uh, conflict that I have to resolve. So, yeah, like I, I commend you for like what you, what you do. Like that's that's awesome that you're able to keep the ball rolling at all times and adjust on the fly like that. To add but, on to that, I, I don't envy I, your position at all, Dennis. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate it, but I think if you look at my position versus your position, Will, and and um, and and Sean, whenever you were there, like, there are trade-offs, you know what I mean? Like, while you might be – like, you might not envy that I have to – like, there are things that you have to deal with that I do not envy in what whatsoever. Like, you're, you're kind of – because you have three teams, you you have a little bit more of a direct relationship with the coaches that you work with, which is sometimes a great thing, but can also be a really, really bad thing if you guys don't see eye to eye on certain things. And I'm really lucky. A lot of my coaches are, we have really open, we have, a, I have open lines of communication with all my coaches, but um, sometimes I think when you're in that, that role of having just a couple of teams, you feel like they're your boss too, like the head coach of that, mm -hmm. of that team little bit of your boss not as they they might not write your paycheck but they kind of really direct which way you want to go because at the end of the day the university is going to look to make that coach happy versus making the strength coach happy so sure. there are part there are definitely trade-offs on both ends i i think uh, yeah that was i mean i know will our team's differed a little bit because um i worked with soccer as opposed to volleyball and tennis but like <laughs> I was the only strength coach that had to go to three different weight rooms. All three, like mm -hmm. I trained, trained football, I trained basketball, I trained women's soccer. All three were in different weight rooms around campus. Thankfully, basketball and soccer were at least in the same walking vicinity. Sort of in the same building, well, kind of. Sort of. They're, they're connected by like this random hockey arena. Or I guess it's a practice hockey arena. But even so, I know, uh, so changing, kind of changing subjects. I know you, Dennis, have just got a new weight room at the beginning basically the beginning of the quarantine right 
Yeah, we got like seven weeks of use out of it um, before before COVID took over. And then, yeah, and then now you kind of had to or forced to expand into a couple extra rooms as well, right? Yeah. Tell us a little so, bit of it. Tell us a little bit about that process of expa- so, like getting a new weight room and then expand it, having to expand it. Yeah. So I think one of the one of the positives, uh, uh, um, the the silver lining of this whole thing has been has been um hang on one second sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh man this kid's in the background my dog in the background (laughs) i got my wife over here she's eating mac and cheese balls so (laughs) dennis my wife by the way (laughs) you're good maggie says hi dennis so what's up mag what's up mag continue sorry yeah no worries so one of the silver linings that came out of this is um we we had we have a lot, we had like a lot of unused space, and that unused space was uh, in the form of really old racquetball courts. So we were able to I was able to at least pitch to some of the higher ups of the university and within our program or within our department that if we're going to do this and we're going to do this the right way in terms of socially distant and all these things that we're going to need more space to for me to be able to train at a high level and and not have to have tiny, tiny groups going. So we actually were able to secure our weight room has 12, uh, six double-sided racks in it, uh, a 30-yard strip of turf, and uh, it's it's 5,000 square foot space. Um, and it's all wide open. And then, then uh, bless you. And then uh, you. the, um, the um, racquetball courts, we end up getting th- uh, six additional racks, uh, half racks. So now I have at my disposal 12 or 18 racks that I can use. And it was when you, when you say forced, like it was, it was more of me dri- It was my driving effort that like, I was the one like I was like, we need this. And now what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to force the issue and being like, okay, cause right, right now, if you look at it, it looks like a garage gym in our racquetball courts. It is plywood with some horse stall mat on top of it for our, our platforms. And then we have the racks. Um, but it, it's awesome. It gives me a lot more space to train. Uh, so now my job is to make that so valuable that our administration wants to invest money and get us some new flooring and actually like spruce that place up and add some weights and do some things in that space. But um, I'm really hoping that we can get that moving just because that would allow for multiple teams to train at once, no matter the size, you know, like we could have basketball in the, the racquetball area and then we could have football going at the exact, a football group going at the exact same time, because now hopefully when we get back to normal, uh, the new normal um, that we don't have to worry about space issues and, and being socially distant. So I can, I can pack a little bit more people back into the weight room and I can pack more people into our racquetball spaces so we can actually get some real, some multiple teams going and, and it can actually help with our scheduling now because we'll have multiple spaces to utilize. Very yeah. Cool. Well, uh, um, kind of to move on to another subject here. So with you and your position and at the school you work with, can you tell us a little bit about like the administrative side that you probably have to deal with? Because like I said, at UND, like we're just strength and conditioning coaches we don't, we have like our 
director of strength and conditioning has some administrative duties, but we don't have to deal with any of that. And with you at your position, working with so many teams and you just have some interns underneath you, what is that? Cause you're going to have different hats. You can't just be the strength and conditioning coach for a couple teams. You got to work with so many different people in so many different situations and contexts. Like what, what does that look like outside of the training part? Yeah. Uh, I wish some, some days I wish that I could be just a strength coach again. You know what I mean? Like when I was an intern and a GA, like I don't, I, I never now looking back on it, like I don't envy coach Weber uh, at St. Francis and get a deal with the St. Francis and, and uh, like coach Feely when I was with him at Temple, because now I know at my level and this is a division two level where the, the wins and losses don't really dictate that much in terms of like, in terms of whether or not you have a job next year, you know what I mean? But, uh, but uh, some of the administrative stuff that, that I deal with is less um, uh, what most, like what most people would deem as administrative stuff. Like not, it's not really paperwork. It's more or less like the additional things that I'm involved in to be a, to be seen as a productive member on our campus. So um, I'm involved in a couple of initiatives that we have on campus. One of it is a, is a one ship initiatives, which, which is a, um, a uh, uh, an anti-racist, anti-bias group that is trying to uh, to have change the change the 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 model of 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 uh, how we're doing things in terms of and just creating equity across across the board. So like I'm in, I have, I'm involved in that. Uh, I'm involved in our in our student athlete welfare group. So like talking about um, how we're going to keep our me- the mental health aspect high in our, in our, uh, within our athletics department and what we need to do to, uh, to, um, to kind of facilitate for our athletes in terms of if they need something and it's a mental health issue, how we're going to facilitate that. Um, myself and our athletic and one of our athletic trainers is our, is the main source of nutrition help in terms of for all of our athletes. If they need, they need nutrition help. It's really just us two that are providing all that information. So, it's a little bit of, it's less what I would deem as administrative stuff because I don't really deal with a lot of the paperwork aspect of it because uh, a lot of that runs through my direct boss, uh, who is our who is our associate um, athletic director. But um, it's more of just the multiple hats that I have to wear to kind of show a complete, whole, rounded person at Shippensburg and, and not be looked at as only the strength coach um, because while – in my head and the way I want to do things, I'd love to be just a strength coach, but I know that when it comes to being, being, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it valued on campus, yeah, I got to show that I'm, I'm putting my foot forward in other areas. Not that I, not that it's things that I don't want to do. Like I want to do these things and I want to be involved in these things. And I care about these things. I care about our, our student athletes, mental health. I care about their well being, what they're doing. And I care about them holistically. Um, but I can, I can show them that the only people that need to know that I care about them is my student athletes. If my student athletes and my coaches know that I care about our student athletes, I can do that in the weight room. And I can do that with the time that I spend with them on the field, in the weight room, all the other things that we do. But the other people on campus, they would, they don't necessarily see that as me caring. They're thinking that that's me doing my meathead thing and and picking things up and putting them down and not knowing that, we talk about, we talk about life issues. We talk about, we, I, I have 
really in-depth conversations with some of our student athletes about what's going on at home and, and what they're doing. And, and you guys know this because you guys all have relationships with your athletes, you know, and, and the people you work with. Um, but if someone would come into the weight room and, and hear some of the things that we talk about, they'd be like, aren't you just the guy that, aren't you just the trainer? Like aren't you the, the weight guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a trainer. I'm a, I'm a stranger, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, the administrative side of it's less it's less paperworky as as some people would think. Like that's what I thought administrative meant when I was when I was um, a GA. It was like oh I just have to do like some of the paperwork stuff. It's less about that. And I think one one additional thing that kind of comes online is now I got to deal with like all of our one of the paperwork things that I have to deal with that's that's a burden some days is like I have to deal with all of our injury reports and looking at like across all of our teams like okay this person can't do this. How do we modify this person can't do this? How do we modify? And every morning that's like a part of my, that's like 15 minutes in my morning, uh, my morning run through of what we're doing for the day. Of, all right. Like this intern, like your, your focus is so-and-so because they, uh, they have, they're returning from play. They finally got cleared. Uh, they're put po- their uh, post-op um, ACL. Like this is what you have to do with them. This is what, how we're modifying the lift this is what we're doing with them. So, Dealing with all of that in terms of our athletic training and, and sports med staff um, is sometimes daunting, and, and but uh, I have a great relationship with them, and, and uh, they trust what we do in the weight room uh, more than what the previous strength coach did, not Coach Day, but there's there's a gentleman in between, and there there was some bad blood, and, and not, I guess, bad blood's about wrong, but there just was conflicting thought processes on how to do things when it comes to return to play and, and dealing with injuries, and when I came in, my biggest thing is I want to train when they're injured, but I'm going to train in the best way possible to help them recover from injury, but not, but not have a chance of hurting them again. And I, they would, they would ask me how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to do that. And if, if so-and-so had this, how would you do this and doing that um, and kind of going through that process. And I built a high level of trust from them and, and it's uh, it's really helped with dealing with some of those injuries. Cause now, it's not necessarily driven from sports med of what I can and can't do. It's kind of become on me in terms of what I can, can and can't do in the, on the, in the weight room, but it's just guided from them. So just restricted, restricted overhead on the left hand on the left side with this person or, or um, uh, restricted like knee bending, like because they have patellar tendonitis or whatever the case may be with this person or whatever the case may be. So um, that administrative stuff has been, a little daunting from time to time, just going through the injury reports and just making sure I have my head on straight after looking at, at all 20 teams, even if 20 teams have one person who's injured, that's 20 people I have to try and figure out and modify for. Awesome. Hey, yeah. Well, with us kind of wrapping up on time here, um, I got one quick question for you. Um, and then I'll let Sean kind of finish it off, but where do you, where do you see yourself in, 10, 15 years, you can do you like where you're at. Do you want to keep being a strength and conditioning coach? Do you want to move maybe into the private sector? Like Sean, Sean's in the private sector now. Um, where do you see yourself in 10, 15 years? Uh, I would say right now uh, with, with where I'm at right now in my life and with my family and stuff, I, I, I really see myself being at Shippensburg for quite some time. Like I, I've grown to love the area. Um, I feel a lot of support from from our administration uh in the athletic department uh they 
within our athletic department, I, I sense my value in the way that I'm allowed to kind of maneuver and do things. Um, and I could really see my family growing up, like my, my son growing up here. We have another, we have another kid on the way. Um, so I'm kind of planning my roots here. Um, but I will say, I don't necessarily know if I'll be a, the, the head strength coach. My goal is in 10 to 15 years to have developed myself to a, a an associate director position where I'm the associate director of sports performance. And then I have a head strength coach underneath me that is the head guy. And, and I might have a sport or two that I'm dealing with, but then that head person kind of has their, runs their show and runs their deal uh, and to kind of developing a, a whole sports performance staffing uh, here at Shippensburg. That's would be the long-term goal. I think let more, a little bit more administrative and a little less hands-on coaching because coaching for 12 hours a day for the next 15 years is, is going to wear thin on me. <laughs> it does. It does definitely take a toll on you. Not that you lose any passion for it, but like, it's just like any job. It, it's still, it's going to wear on you. It's going to wear on your mind. It's going to wear on your body. And, but that's a good thing as well, because it conditions you to be a educator, it conditions you to be a coach. And it sounds like from everything that I've just listened to, it sounds like, the guys, the coaches that are underneath you right now are set up for uh, an amazing mentor, and the athletes underneath you right now are set up for a great time at Shippensburg learning from you. Um, but, yeah, that's just you're, – you're killing it out there, man. I'm proud, I'm proud to call you my, one of my former interns. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. And like I was saying earlier, <clears throat> yeah, you were there during the formative years of, of me – turning into a strength coach and going from a, a meathead football player that thought he knew what he was doing to uh, actually like learning, learning the process. And I've done a lot of learning since, since being with you, man, but you were definitely there to kind of help guide the way. And I've, I've always appreciated and I've, I've always, I, I no longer look at you as a mentor anymore. You're a friend now. And uh, you're somebody that I've grown to appreciate and, 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 uh, and, um, and really just kind of continue to learn from you're still a mentor in some ways, but I'm glad that I can call you friend now. And, 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 uh, and will, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you and everything you've been saying. And, and I, 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 I'm all, I would love to continue building a relationship with you as well. Um, For sure. my, uh, my big spiel when I talk to our student athletes that are recruits is, is I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh to see you squat big PRs and doing all that stuff but at the end of the day I want to I want to build a relationship because playing days are going to come to a close and I want to be at least one shot like when you look back on your life uh that helped you got to the success you see now and so building a relationship with you guys continuing a relationship with you coach Sean and and uh and building a relationship with you Will is is uh something I look forward to doing appreciate your time sure, man. man last last 10 seconds give me a 10 second shot who should we have next on this podcast me? Oh, shoot. Uh, Coach Day at RMU. Yeah, All sure. right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dennis, for the time. We appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Good to meet you, man. And good to meet you as well.